What's up and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Brews, the little midweek get to know me uh, portion of Brutal Horror. So I hope that everybody is having a pretty good week so far. The weekend is just around the corner. Hopefully you all have some good plans and then, you know, week to go into Thanksgiving next week. And I mean, hopefully it'll be a pretty good week. So, uh, I, uh. I went to a show last night. I went and saw Botch, which, you know, never really listened to Botch too much back in the day. I mean, I always knew who they were, especially since I know that they influenced a lot of the bands that I did listen to a lot, like Norma Jean and Fear Before March of Flames. And, you know, uh, listen to their riffs, you know, like every time I die, I'm, you know, of course, probably got some inspiration from them. But, I mean, I was blown away um it was actually my second show in the last week which is crazy um i went and saw this band called arizona uh last friday and arizona is completely different from botch arizona is kind of like poppy um kind of reminiscent of like imagine dragons but a little more like dancey i guess you could say but um, yeah, I went to, when I went to the show last night, like I, I said last week about how I'm kind of doing this, um, like limited alcohol thing this month. And so it's crazy. I went to the show and I, I had a athletic brewing, uh, beer, which is a non-alcoholic beer. And I think you can get like a six pack you know, anywhere that, that sells them for like probably like 12 or 13 bucks for a six pack of, uh, athletic brewing stuff. I mean, their stuff's pretty good. It's, it's not bad, but for a 12 ounce can, it was nine bucks, which is like, it's crazy. Like a lot of the other beers that they had on tap or even the other stuff they had in cans was cheaper. So it's like, if you're trying to not drink at a show, you end up having to pay more, which I think is like, it's kind of bullshit. I mean, it's, I, I don't know. Um, especially since it's like a 12 ounce can, it's not like a 16 ounce can or something like that. So, but I mean, that's just my opinion. So maybe I'm, you know, maybe I'm weird, but, but speaking of shows and everything, I know that a lot of the, people that listen to this the and you know people have really helped me out with kind of pushing me to do this and keeping me going and things like that with this podcast is a lot of my furnace fest friends or you know fernies and so any of my fernies out there listening you know very big thank you to all of you but um like you guys are seriously awesome and you know it sucks that we really all only get to see each other, you know, once a year, but, um, but yeah, so 
last week with when I did this first episode, I had one of my Fernies, my Fernie friends reach out and said that I should do an episode about music and how I got into the music that I listen to now, which, you know, um, music is a very, very big thing in my life. It's just, it is, you know, it's therapeutic, it's entertainment, it's, you know, back when I was able to still do music and stuff like that, it was, you know, my creativity getting to go and things. So music is a very, very big part of my life. And, um, it's to say that like my music styles and, you know, listens have changed over the years is just, that's definitely an understatement because so I guess we will go back and discuss, you know, my history of music. So I am really out of, you know, the, like I said last week too, I'm the oldest of eight and I am pretty much the only one in my family who listens to the kind of music that I do when it comes to like the heavier stuff. So, I mean, I have siblings that they'll listen to like some bands here and there. Like my one brother at one point was really big into like census fail. And then, uh, my youngest brother is like really big in like falling in reverse stuff like that. So, you know, they have little like connections, I guess, to heavy music, but like nothing, they're not like as deep into it as I am like, they don't go to, to shows and stuff like that, um, to see heavier bands. Sorry. Um, and speaking of, you know, since I said, this is also going to always relate to a beautiful horror. I'm currently drinking a cup of bones, Cinnabon coffee, which it's, it was my least favorite when I, when I first had, when I first tried it, I mean, it's still not like great. It, you get a little bit of that cinnamon kind of flavor, but I mean, it's, it's a decent cup of coffee. It's, it's good. Like I said, it, it, their coffees are definitely best when it comes to their fruit stuff. So, but yeah, going back to the music. Um, but yeah, so I'm really the only one in my family who listens to like a lot of like the heavier stuff who you would see going to like furnace fests and things like that, you know, going to shows like, botch you know stuff like that um so but i was raised on mostly country and oldies like that was everything that my mom used to always have on whenever we were in the car and when you're young you know you kind of don't really have your own music styles yet you don't kind of have your own it's all kind of dependent on what your your parents put on and things like that so like always in the car my mom had on country this was in like the early 90s so you know garth brooks and all that stuff and then it was always to oldies um in philadelphia it was oldies 98 well still is oldies 98 but it's not just what i grew up as the oldies anymore now it's like 80 songs are are considered oldies so um but yeah so when it came to oldies like motown um like beach boys Kind of stuff like that. Like my mom was never into classic rock. There was no like Led Zeppelin or anything like that. So it was like what you would hear on on the oldies radio. So like I said, a lot of Motown, which so that's kind of what I grew up with. And then, you know, around the MTV era, you know, I started like hearing other stuff, you know, that people like that I went to school with would bring in, you know, a, a friend introduced me to. Corn. I got introduced to like Metallica and 
stuff like that. Like I think one of the first like rock albums that I ever got was a friend for Christmas when I was in seventh grade, got me the cassette for Metallica's reload. And, you know, I was really big into that album. I know a lot of people will say that's kind of when they started to go downhill. I think it was a pretty good album. Um, I mean, I haven't listened to it and I don't even know how long, but I mean, I still, you know, find myself singing like the memory remains or like unforgiven too. So, but yeah, so, and then I remember too, I was probably in like seventh grade or eighth grade or something like that. It was weird for like Christmas, my aunt, she, I don't know what made her think to do this, but like for Christmas one year, she got me a CD. Like this is, you know, I think probably one of the first CDs I'd ever gotten. I got a CD of uh, the Backstreet Boys album. And I remember like opening it. I'm like, uh, thank you. (laughs) And I was like, okay, like, you know, listening to like Metallica, like I would wear like, you know, Metallica shirts and, and things like that, like to school. And it was a funny thing too. Like when I had my, my band shirts back in like, like late grade school and high school, for whatever reason, like I'm a small stature person. And like right now, like I'm like five, six and like 122 pounds or something like that right now. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm smaller than I actually want to be, but I can't help it. My mom is like four eleven, and my dad is five, five. So I'm taller than, both of my parents and I think I'm actually one of the shortest ones of my siblings. So, um, but yeah, so for whatever reason, um, like I was wearing like size large t-shirts. So like I had like in high school, like a limp biscuit shirt and there was like a size large. I had like Metallica shirts that were like size large. And I'm just like, I have no idea my style back then is just I'd like to forget that, but yeah, so, um, but going back, so yeah, I ended up, you know, listening to this Backstreet Boys CD and I was like, okay, it's actually not that bad. Like, so I, I kind of developed, you know, a, a liking for it. And then it was funny because at the time, like, you know, my sister was getting into like NSYNC. So it was always like, oh, you know, Backstreet Boys versus NSYNC and, and stuff like that. And, you know, like this was around the time that like Britney Spears was coming out and, you know, Christina Aguilera, like, you know, nineties boy bands, nineties pop. So, but then in high school, I ended up getting like, you know, big into like the new metal scene. Uh, I was, I mentioned Limp Bizkit, Limp Bizkit, like I still, you know, I still love Limp Bizkit and I'm not embarrassed about that. Like, I mean, well, the first two actually I think significant other will always be like my favorite Limp Bizkit album, even though uh $3 bill y'all was their, you know, heavier one, stuff like that. But, uh, but yeah. And then I was like big into corn, like Deftones. And then I would find these kind of like underground bands. Like I was really big into, that was like a thing for me, just finding these bands that nobody really knew about so that I could talk about them and tell people about them. But so like I found like, you know, this band like Primer 55, which was like this rap core band that was just more like in your face than Limp Bizkit or like Simon Says, um, you know, so and that was like, you know, my friends like, you know, we were all big in like Slipknot and 
I mean, I had like my one like best friend, like in well, one of my best friends, he he was really big into like 311 and um, like Marilyn Manson and who else? Um, like Tool and stuff like that. So it's like I would always borrow his CDs and he would borrow mine. And but yeah, so for most of high school, it was new metal. Um, like my first concert ever was I was a sophomore in high school and my cousin, cause like my older cousin was really big. Like Metallica is like his favorite band. Like anytime he would, anytime they would come around, he would go to them, like go see them. Uh, and he would pretty much go to like any concert. So he like, he's I think like almost like 10 years older than me. So he took me to like my first concert, which was corn. And it was right after issues came out. So it was corn stained and mindless self-indulgence. And I mean, it was, it was pretty good show. I remember it was like, you know, when stained only had out that first album. So it was still like awesome. And before, you know, Aaron Lewis was a super huge, like, you know, asshole, like he kind of is or whatever. But, um, but yeah, so like, it was, I went to like, I would go to like one concert a year when I was in high school. So then in my junior year, I remember the concert was Lincoln Park with Taproot and Alien Ant Farm. And I remember like discovering Lincoln Park, we had this music channel called The Box, which is basically like a call in and pay to play type thing. And so people would call in and whatever they, you know, chose, that's the music video that would play. So you could sometimes like see the same Britney Spears video like 10 times a day or things like that. And I remember one day they had just put on Lincoln Park's uh, One Step Closer, the music video. And I remember like hearing it. And <laughs> I remember after I got done hearing it, I called the girl that I was like dating at the time. And I was like, oh my God, I just heard like the best band ever. And yeah, um, I mean, and I still, still love, like I still love Hybrid Theory. I, I still think it is a great album. It has held up over the last 20 years. It's still very upsetting that Chester Bennington is no longer around, but, um, but yeah, so Lincoln Park, Taproot, Alien Ant Farm. I mean, that was a great show. I remember it was at the Electric Factory here in Philly, which is now called like Franklin Music Hall or something like that. It's, it's changed names so many times, but I remember just being up front and for Lincoln Park and it was just, you know, the best and and then in uh senior year my friend and i we both went to that show in junior year and this was back before you know you could buy music tickets or like concert tickets online so we found out that lincoln park was coming around again with uh cypress hill <laughs> and we actually had to go to the mall like on a saturday morning and be there at like it was like 10 o'clock in the morning to wait in line to get tickets because you know back in the days when you couldn't just be on your computer like you actually had to go to a ticket master location and 
wait in line. And so, yeah, we, we I think we got there probably like eight thirty, nine o'clock and waited in line and got tickets to see Lincoln Park. And that was, you know, the concert. So, um, but yeah, so high school was just, um, I'm kind of like going all over because like I said, for me, music is just, there's a lot to it. So along with just enjoying it, like music is very therapeutic. Um, so something that it probably a lot of people don't really know too much about me or that I don't really talk about because it's one of those things I kind of like to not really think about too much. I, High school was a really rough time for me. I went to this like experimental high school where you kind of had to take like an IQ test and everything to get into. And they only accepted like, I think like two people from each sending district for each like program. So, um, so like I was in a, a very small like high school class. It was, uh, it's always funny because I say like when I graduated high school, I was fifth in my class out of five. <laughs> So, um, I think there was like 12 of us that went through like the whole like high school thing. Cause there was like people from a different program or whatever. So, but yeah, so being in a small high school, um, you kind of, you don't have the big groups and everything like that. So it's like, you know, Back in the late '90s and the early 2000s, I don't know. Like, I don't know what high school is like now because I've been out of high school for over 20 years. But you know, back then it was when you had your, you know, you still had your high school like hierarchies or whatever. Um, but for whatever reason, I was the, you know, the chosen one that, you know, got the 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 brunt of like the the negative stuff. Basically, it's I'm, I'm beating around the bush to say I was bullied a lot in high school, um, and it it definitely affected my life in a big way. I at one point, you know, contemplated suicide. Um, not I wasn't trying to make a Papa Roach reference there, but uh, no, it's actually like I I had a really rough time, and I was one of those people that would just keep things in, and I would never like. You know, and I would just keep bottling my my emotions and just keep everything in. And then like I just, you know, had those moments where I would just like everything would just kind of break. And um, but so one of the the albums that really helped me out in high school and I don't really like say like it's I don't know if it's like one of my top 10 albums. It's it's up there because it's it may not be like one of my favorite, my, my top 10 favorites, but it's one of the most important albums of my life. And it was uh, Incubus's Make Yourself because the whole album is mostly about, you know, the world's fucked up, people are fucked up, but you, you got to like push through it and like it's not always going to be bad and things are going to get better. And so to me, like that album will always have this like place for me. And I mean, I remember like listening to that album like so much because um it honestly it helped me realize that you know what okay things are gonna get better like i i can keep going on and you know uh so incubus is you know one of those bands like because it sucks because that's really the only incubus album i like i <laughs> i can't get into any of their other stuff um 
it's just not for me, but that album just front to back is just fantastic. Everything about it. I don't know what it is, but I mean, I just, I still remember the day, like, you know, the first time I heard pardon me, I was getting ready for school one, one morning and I just happened, I had like MTV on because they would play music videos in the morning before they would go into shows and stuff like that. So I, you know, had my TV on and I had, and that, that video came on and I just was like, what is this? I need to know what this is. And I saw at the end, you know, it was like Incubus and I, I forget how long after that, but like, um, like one of the things that was cool was like my, my stepdad would, he would like, you know, after work, if I gave him money, like, you know, from, and I was like, Hey, you know, get me this CD. Like, can you do this? And like, he would go to the the music store either on his, on his lunch break or after he got done work and he would, you know, get, get CDs for me. And so he ended up, you know, get me that one day. And like I said, that album, just listening to it and like, um, the war, like the song, like the warmth and stuff like that. Like, um, like that song just really hit me on like a, a level because, you know, like the chorus, it's like, you know, don't let the world bring you down. Not everyone here is that fucked up and cold. Um, so it just, like I said, that album is just something that will always hold a place. Um, sorry, like I said, it, this episode is probably going to be a little bit all over and I'm sure it's probably going to be longer than most of my other episodes, but uh, so please forgive me if I just run all over the place and stuff like that. Um, but, but yeah, so going back to, yeah, my friend and I went to the Lincoln park concert. Uh, it was a couple of us. We went like right after we graduated high school. And so, um, but around senior year of high school too. Um, so I was like, getting in all these other bands like you know like spine shank and stuff like that because i had we had a like a, a guy in our class like he was like a friend um he he would like just kind of make these like music cds and it was just like download stuff and just kind of put them on a cd or whatever just like random stuff and um that's how like you know i found out about like spine shank and some other bands but so and now like to get into the whole like changing of like where like my music style even went like delved a little, a little further. Um, so a friend of mine gave me this Roadrunner Records sampler one day and he was like, here, you know, I don't want this here. You can have it. So going to school every day or coming home, like, I would just sit in my seat with my my CD, my portable CD player. So um, for people who remember those, yeah, you know, the amount of batteries we probably went through. But yeah, so I would sit there with my CD player and I would just, you know, listen to music on the whole bus ride to and from school. Well, he gave me this Roadrunner Records sampler and I remember it was, you know, some bands I knew, some I didn't, but there was a song that stood out to me and I kept hitting, you know, like repeat on it, like over and over again for, I don't even know how long. And the thing that just sucked was I never knew the name of the song. He didn't know it either, but I would just listen to it and just, you know, hope that I could figure out who this band was. And I don't, it was 
probably months went by and I just never knew who, who it was. And one day I was listening to, uh, like with Comcast, there was like, used to be this music channel, like these like music stations where it was just like a black TV screen and it would just be kind of like music. And there was one for like heavier music. And I remember one day listening to it and a song came on and I don't remember if it was like that same song or if it was something else, but I remember like finding out and then who, who the band was. So the song on the sampler that I just like fell in love with that I listened to on repeat over and over again was Siberian kiss from glass jaw. And I just loved this song. And so, you know, as soon as I could, I bought everything you ever want to know about silence and fantastic album, groundbreaking album, like perfect album. And around that time too, I had become friends with a local band uh, called two days. They're from Collingswood. And I remember like I saw them at this like little like restaurant or something like that. And I just became friends with them and I would chat with their guitar player on like instant messenger and stuff like that. And I, you know, I would try to help get them shows and I would try to go to like whatever shows I could. And I remember asking, I think the guitar player's name was Sean. I remember asking him, you know, some, some bands to recommend, like, you know, their inspiration. And he had told me about, you know, Thursday. He's like, listen to Thursday. They're awesome. Their new album full collapse is fantastic. So Yep, I listened to Thursday and he said, check out this band Boys Night Out. He's like, they're from Canada, you know, they're kind of unknown, you know, uh, he's like, but they're awesome. He's like, we just toured with them and this band called Silverstein up in Canada. And so, you know, Boys Night Out only had their like, was like Broken Bones and Bloody Kisses EP, I think at the time. So I remember I had downloaded a sketch artist composite and put it on a, on like a mix but so, and then, uh, also in senior year, you know, I, um, remember going to the record store one day and cause I was like, okay, I just need a new CD. I just need something. And I was like one of those people, like if I, if something like if an album had cool artwork, I would have to like look into it and be like, okay, let me see what this looks like. Let me see what like it would sound like. So I was browsing through. This was like spring of 2002 and I was browsing through like CDs and there was a album cover that just like caught my attention and it was like an ice cube tray with like a baby inside it or whatever. And um, yeah, if you're listening, you, you probably already know, but yeah, it was, you know, Finch is what it is to burn. Like it, it said, you know, for fans of Jimmy world, Deftones, like, and so like, I don't think I even like listened to any of it. I just bought it. I was like, all right, let me just give this a chance. And so hopped in the car, um, put it in my portable CD player. Cause my parents would take me there and, you know, just listening to it. And yep. I'm like from the get go, just loved it. And like, what was it? Uh, remember like gray matter came on and I was like, wait a minute. 
that sounds like Daryl from Glassjaw. Open up the little like CD booklet. Yep, of course. So another reason to like to love that album. And so Finch was actually the reason for my first ever warp tour. Um, a friend of mine, she agreed to take me if I paid for her ticket. So she drove us. And I mean, because, you know, still at the time I just graduated high school, I was, I just turned 18. My, my parents were very like, not too sure about me going to a concert by myself. Plus I, I didn't have like my own car. I don't think at that time. So, um, but yeah, so, you know, they trusted her cause she was a good friend of the family, a couple years older. So we went to warp tour and saw, you know, cause drive through records had their own stage in at 2002. And so got to see, you know, Finch saw a starting line, saw like the used played that year. It was just, you know, a great lineup. And I mean, I got to meet Finch, which was awesome. I had a poster somewhere signed by them and it was framed and I, I lost it somewhere. I have, no idea where, but yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It's just a poster. So now fast forward, you know, a little bit now, you know, I, I started freshman year of college and so I was still very much, you know, listening like Lincoln park. I still had some of that old, you know, high school, like bands that I would still like listen to often, uh, Lincoln park, taproot, spine shank, um, I mean, I still listen to Spine Shank, Side of Callousness. Like, there's bands from high school that I still listen to and will probably always listen to. Like, uh, that first album from Trust Company still gets played quite often. Side of Callousness from Spine Shank gets played often. Uh, Gift from Taproot. There's, you know, Simon Says is, um, I can't remember the name of the album, but that, which it, it sucks because it's not on Spotify. Like, I actually have to put in the CD if I want to listen to the album, but it's, it's great. So, but yeah, so I still had some of that, you know, high school mentality, but I was also listening, listening to, you know, Finch and stuff like that. So in my freshman year of college, I ended up becoming friends with this guy who was actually in a couple local bands. Um, but it was um, my friend Vince. I, you know, I just met him and he was really big into like, I mean, cause he had listened to like Deftones. He was like big in like Deftones and corn and stuff like that back in the day. But he had gone to like shows and stuff like that and was introduced then to like bands that were a little bit on the, the more underground side of like the heavy, heavy stuff. So um, I remember. <laughs> so. When I was in my like my senior year of high school, freshman year of college, I worked at a video store, and it it's still like it was one of like the scariest, like freakiest, like thing <laughs> times of my life. So, um, well, not times, but moments. So, I was working, and Vince came in. And at the time, like, because it was a, like a mom and pop owned video store, like I could put in like whatever movies I wanted, as long as it was not rated R and was as long as there, you know, 
it was okay for if customers came in, like something that could be played with no issues. And, you know, if I wanted to, I could put on music if I didn't feel like watching a movie as long as it was something acceptable. So I was working one night and Vince came in and he hands me a CD. He says, here, put this in. So I look at the CD. I was like, oh, you know, it says, you know, poison the well, tear from the red. I'm like, okay, you know, let, let me put this in. Put it in and like, it's, you know, opens up, you know, that acoustic guitar and like with Botula, like, but I adore her. But I adore her. This will never happen. And then just then the song kicks in. And I'm like, I just remember like, like my whole body went stiff because I'm just like, oh shit. Like somebody's going to walk in here and go like, and I'm going to lose my job. And I'm like, I'm turning the volume down. I'm like, and like Vince is like, no, just turn it up. I'm like, dude, like, I'm going to get fired. He's like, no, you won't. <laughs> so that was my first introduction to Poison the Well. Uh, but yeah, Vince, he he kind of like helped get me into a lot of like the heavier stuff. So like he would let me borrow CDs and stuff like that. And before I, I became a fan of Poison the Well, because at the time, like I was, you know, not fully into everything screaming it had there had to be like melody and singing and like so before i was able to really get into like poison the well i um i got into um what um yeah uh 18 visions because he had given me uh vanity to listen to and you know i i i clicked with that one and then from there, it just kind of like, you know, kept going. And because I remember, uh, what was it? Like winter time of like freshman year, like winter time 2002. We went to a show and we'd gone to see, it was right before Christmas. We went to From Autumn to Ashes, played with the Hope Conspiracy. And it was supposed to be static lullaby and i was like really bummed that static lullaby because they went home because it was like so close to christmas and i remember like you know when i i somehow found like static uh static lullaby i think on like pure volume or something like that and i was like really excited because you know it was a lot of singing and it was like a little bit more accessible than just like heavy guitars and stuff like that um but it was still an awesome show I remember, you know, getting getting some shit because I wore a Linkin Park pullover hoodie to the show. And I remember like people saying, get out of here with that. Like, eh, you know, stupid kids at the time. So. Um, but yeah, it's just. So as time went on, like, you know, my music style just kind of kept going and and stuff like that, you know, kept going to shows, um, you know, with friends, you know exes um you know stuff like that and i mean it's still like one of the most memorable shows for me which is crazy is my ex-girlfriend and i at the time uh we were 19 years old and we went to 
because she was a, a huge fan of Avenged Sevenfold at the time. And so we went to see Avenged Sevenfold with My Chemical Romance opening for them. And then also Alexis on Fire and Nora played. And this was before, you know, uh, before My Chemical Romance had out Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. Like they were getting ready to put that album out like in the summertime. And this was like April. And I think the album came out in June. So the only song they played was um, I'm Not Okay. And like I still remember it was there was like nobody at the show. There's people like sitting on the floor between bands. Like that's how like that's how little like amount of people were there at that show. But and it's just like you think about shows back then, like when you saw like when you get to see bands before they kind of became these like nostalgic, like hot topic bands. You know, I mean, I still remember going to like the solid state records tour at one point with like beloved dead poetic, um, Norma Jean under oath and haste the day. I mean, or, uh, there's a venue like right over in, in Delaware that we used to go to like friends and I, and it was just kind of iconic in the, in the, in the scene where it was a, this place called the Harmony Grange in Wilmington. And so many bands played there, like before they kind of blew up, like, like I saw like dance Gavin dance there when they played with a day to remember and, um, pierce the veil. Like that was like, that was the tour pierce the veil. It was like their first tour, I think as pierce the veil. Cause they changed their name from before today. It was like the same brothers. Uh, it was like their first tour as pierce the veil. Like they didn't have an album out nothing. And then, yeah, Dance Gavin Dance, I think, had just put out uh, Downtown Battle Mountain 2. And A Day to Remember had only put out Homesick. or Not Homesick. Um, for Those Who Have Heart. So it's, you know, like I said, that, that venue was just so iconic when it came to bands. And, uh, I mean, like Hawthorne Heights played there. Yeah, I saw like from first to last and like actually like hung out with Sonny for a little bit like at at that place. Um, like Emery played there like numerous times. I remember once I saw Emery with um, Dallas filling in on vocals because um, I want to say Devin was sick, I think. I forget one one of them was sick. So Dallas filled in as the second like singer and it was, it was crazy. So, but, um, but yeah. And it's like at that time, like I, um, like to like in my early twenties, it's funny. Like when you think, like I remember like being, being very like closed minded to when it came to music, like, because I was into like heavier stuff and I was like playing in bands. Like I was like, okay, well, I only can listen to like this, like um, anything else outside of like the heavy music is crap. And, you know, it just, as I've gotten older, it's just crazy that like my mindset when it comes to music, is just so far like different from 
just like it's so different from what it was when I was like younger. Like, like I said, I mean, I just let this in the last week. I went to see like a pop band, and you know, botch. <laughs> so, I mean, like now, like I'm just, I'm not. If something sounds good to me, like I'm gonna listen to it. I mean, right now, like one of the songs that I'm really like jamming to is one of the the new songs from Troy Sivan. So, but you know, and then a couple months ago, back in May, I went and saw Taylor Swift. So, I, yeah, I I don't, you know, I don't pigeonhole myself or whatever. I don't like. I, whatever the word is, like I don't confine myself to like just a certain type of music. I will go see anything because I think there's talent in in music of all different genres. So I mean, it's like if you look at, for example, like John Mayer. You know when he put out that uh, his first album, like A Room for Squares or whatever. Um, people kind of like you know were like, oh hey, it's like this bubblegum pop acoustic guy kind of like you know very similar like you know jack johnson or whatever um and he has shown in year like in in the years to come like how crazy talented he is i mean the dude's playing with like dead and company and just like shreds on the guitar and you know one of the there's a little clip from dave Chappelle show or Chappelle show like that kind of went a little bit you know, viral, like people post it now, like on Instagram, it's like, you know, Dave or, uh, not Dave, uh, John play the fight song. And he just like plays this like heavy riff. And I mean, it's so yeah. So basically like, yeah, I see, I see talent in all different kinds of music and you know, if something sounds good, I'm going to listen to it. If, if an artist interests me, like I'm going to go, I mean, I, I love some country artists. I love, some pop artists. I mean, there's only <laughs> really like, and there's only certain types of music I just really can't get into. And that's, you know, jam bands. Like I just can't, you know, I just can't do it. Like, and I can't do like, um, I can't do like the mumble rap stuff for the most part. I mean, there's some stuff that's like catchy, but if I'm listening to like, hip hop like you know it's got to be stuff that like I can kind of understand like I want like lyrics that kind of make sense that I can like even if they're just hokey and cheesy like you know I want to be able to understand them but yeah and then you know for the most part like I can't really get into ska so um but yeah, um, so I, I I know this, like I said, this was like probably like the longest episode I've done now, but it, it, when I was doing the idea for music, I knew that it was probably going to go into a lot. And so um, if it's a little bit, you know, longer, like I said, I, I apologize. But um, like I said, you kind of wanted to know stuff about like my music taste and how I kind of got into the music that I listen to. And so, but yeah, I'm always looking for 
new music. Like if you know, there's still stuff that that will come out of nowhere and surprise me. And that's one of the things I love about you know Spotify and that you know the fact that the digital age has helped with discovering music. Whereas before it was like you know you would see something like a like something advertised in a magazine or you would just happen to see it like when going to like FYE or like whatever music store you would go to. And that was kind of it. Like sometimes, you know, somebody would introduce you to something here and there. Or, you you know, you would see a band at a show that you had never heard of. But. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Spotify now and it's like stuff like that, like it's got its downfalls because, you know, it's your artists aren't getting paid as much as as they should be and and things like that. But when you listen to like something on Spotify, if you just kind of like let an album or whatever play, or you listen to a song and you let it play, I mean, Spotify will then like throw at you stuff that it thinks you're going to like something that's related to like what you were just listening to. And I mean, there's been numerous artists that I've found that like, I love because of that. I mean, one of the most recent examples is this instrumental band called maybe she will. I mean, I was listening to an explosions in the sky song a couple months ago, and it was like when they just put out like their, the first song off of their brand new album. And I was like listening to it on my way home from work and I was just focused on driving. So I wasn't even thinking about trying to put on something else. And so I just let it play and it put on a song for maybe she will. And, you know, I went down this rabbit hole and listened to all their stuff and they just, they're fantastic. I mean, Honestly, I, I like them more than explosions in the sky when it comes to instrumental bands. So, so yeah, I mean, so there's always good music out there. There's, you know, it's, it's all around us. You just got to check it out. And I mean, like I said, from what I've learned, just don't, you know, keep yourself like close minded to, to, to styles and genres. So, I mean, I'd, I'd said that I'm not the biggest fan of like ska and stuff like that, but like there is stuff that I do enjoy. I mean, like when it comes to ska, you know, um, like RX Band, it's like their old stuff. More old Catch-22 slash. Um, shit, I can't remember the name of the. Uh, oh, Streetlight Manifesto, since it's, you know, the singer from Catch-22. But yeah, so like I said there's it's always out there. There's, there's always something I'm going to find usually in every single genre, even if I'm not the biggest fan of it, there's something that nowadays I will find and I will appreciate and I will put on a playlist or whatever. So, um, but yes, so that is my music journey. That is my music taste now. Like that is, like I said, music for me is just, it's a very big thing. It's, it's just, you know, it's it's something that I can't go a day without. If I if I don't listen to music, you know, for a day, then there's probably something wrong with me, and I should probably have myself checked out or question question uh, what I'm doing with my day. So, um, but yeah. So to leave you with that. Um, I hope that you have a great 
finish to your week. Hopefully, again, you have some awesome things coming up for the weekend. And, you know, I hope everybody is ready for the potential chaos and family camaraderie that will be involved with Thanksgiving next week. So, but for now, until Monday's episode, I will talk to you all later.